0: Hey everybody, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of Guapish Rule 34. As always, I'm your host Tanner, and today I'm joined by my very exclusive group of co-hosts, including Nico. That's right, everybody. I'm here again,
1: and I'm very excited to announce that we are officially launching Guapish Season 2. During Guapish Season 2, we promised that we are going to be cutting Guapish with the movies. No one watches that segment anyway. Instead, we're going to be hitting the road and doing some awesome eating challenges, man versus food style. And this season we're
0: also going to be killing off one of the hosts going to be i thought oh well anyway
2: also joining us is jackson we've actually already killed off the other host i have consumed him and i am now jackin (laughs) i am a combination between jackson and dylan um furthermore you guys should reference me as jackin or else i will not respond i feel like your name would still be jackson if we combine jackson and dylan that's just because dylan's name ends with an n that doesn't make any sense man (laughs) i guess we could do Jacqueline. There we no, go. No, dude, that sounds too effeminate. <laughs> Jack, jacking's funny because it sounds like I'm saying I'm jacking off. That's true, yeah. And sex is hilarious, Tanner. It never
0: fails to make me chortle. <laughs> oh, let's talk about Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Yeah. Given a little, a little, uh, you know, preamble to uh, the fucking guapchat the movies today, we did in fact watch Tommy Tommy. Tam- Tommy Wiseau's The Room, and, uh, you know, he's just a fascinating character. I had heard that he was, like, a Danish millionaire and whatever, but then this week I ended up reading his Wikipedia article, and uh, we kind of don't know jack shit about the guy. <laughs> we don't know how old he is. We don't know what country he came from. We're... Unclear on how long he's been in this country, and uh, people genuinely have no idea where he got the money necessary to make his movie, um, which cost I think it would it cost like six million dollars. So yeah, like yeah. where? Because his story is he's like, uh, you know, he moved over here. I think in like the eighties or nineties, he said or something like that. He claims. Uh, there doesn't seem to be many records of him, though, and uh, he started out, like, living in San Francisco, being, like, a waiter, and then on his spare time, he'd sell, like, little knickknacks and toys, like, on the sh- side of the street. Allegedly, from what I saw, he would sell, like, fucking clothes and, like,
1: jackets from Korea or some shit like that. There's a lot of different, there's a lot of different
0: narratives out there And also about real this estate. Guy.
1: Allegedly, he's into real estate. Yeah.
0: I've heard that, too, but, like, it just doesn't make much sense. (laughs) The man truly is an enigma. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I I find this man very uh, interesting, and I think it'd be very funny to meet him someday. (laughs) What do you think you'd say to him if you met him? (laughs) What would I say to Tommy Wiseau? I guess I'd uh, just skip straight to, hey, man, can I have some money? (laughs) (laughs) Give me some of those room royalties, eh? Jackson, what do you know about The Room exactly? Like,
1: outside of, like, you know. You, you've seen the movie this week. How much do you actually know about, like, the making of The Room and everything behind it?
2: Nothing. Oh, okay. All I know is that it's just been kind of uh, lambasted for a while as being just, a like, one of the best It's So Bad It's Good movies. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you know how it gained its popularity? Somebody saw it and was like, this is funny, and then it spread... Sounds about accurate.
0: <laughs> that is a very solid general explanation behind it. <laughs> Another funny thing I find is, uh, so the the actor who played Mark, Greg Sestero, yeah. uh, he's like legitimately friends with Tommy Wiseau. Mm-hmm. They, they seem like, it sounds like they are like very close friends, which is why he ended up writing the book about how the movie got made. Yeah. And I'm just like, how did that happen? Because uh, he appears to be, you know, now older, but... You know, back in 2003, he was maybe late 20s, early 30s, a very handsome young man. Why is he friends with this weird, like, Eastern European, like, old man who's, like, out of his mind,
1: you know? I believe that what it was is they had, like, acting classes together, and that's how they initially
0: met. Dude, there's no way. Yeah. What did they learn from those classes?
1: (laughs) Apparently not much. (laughs) And yeah, that guy's uh, apparently he didn't actually want to be in the movie at all either. Uh, initially, he mm. was like, "No, I'm not going to be in this silly movie of yours." Uh, but like you know, he was given like an executive producer credit or some shit like that initially, uh, just so like you know, you know, it, uh, fucking Tommy wanted to be part of it somehow. But then like mm. like the week that the movie was supposed to start filming or whatever. Uh, Tommy just, like, fired the guy who was supposed to play Mark. Or he just, like, quit or some shit. And he was like, I need someone to fill this. Please, take the part. And the dude was like, well, uh, I guess there's no other option here at this point. So, sure. Classic. And I guess that's something that also just kind of happened on the set of The Room a lot as well. He, Tommy was just constantly firing people. Or <laughs> they would just, like, leave. Like, I guess that he... Allegedly, from what I've heard, is that, like, the entire cast got rotated basically, like, four separate times. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the guy who played Patrick, I think was his name, like, the therapist friend or whatever the fuck, he just, like, quit eventually at some point during the movie, and that's why he's, like, there for, like, a few scenes and never shows up again. And, like, there are people later on in the movie where it's like, oh, their lines were supposed to be his, but he wasn't there anymore, so he was like, I'll just give it to this random person we haven't seen it all throughout the rest of the movie. That's funny. Yeah. And also, like, the price for this movie was something that we had, you know, we were very shocked to find out initially. I remember, Tanner, when you were like, this film cost $6 million. Apparently the reason for that was because this film had an incredibly long shooting schedule. As well as Tommy was just like, generally with these indie films, what you do with like the equipment is you just rent it. Uh, But Tommy just Mm. bought all of it. And I guess like uh, a line that he had when he was like initially talking about like all this bullshit was like, uh, well, we don't want any Mickey Mouse shit. We're making a big Hollywood movie. So he just bought like the most expensive things he could find, and like what does he mean by Mickey Mountain? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't
0: know. Okay,
1: I don't think he knows either. Okay,
0: <laughs> that's fair enough. Actually, yeah, yeah. this
1: is apparently the first movie to be shot in both like a uh, like the standard bullshit that they use back then, I guess, to uh, film movies as well as HD. So he needed two separate cameras for this film. They were, like, hooked up on a rig that they had to, like, figure out how to make. And it just, like, increased the time it took to film this movie substantially. And in the end, they never used the HD footage for anything. <laughs> so it's just entirely wasted money.
0: Wait, so this is shot, like, on film? Yes. Oh yeah, it was film God. and also HD. What a waste of film. Right? <laughs> the, the further and further we get into guapish at the movies, the more I become interested in us taking a shot at making a movie to be honest <laughs> yeah Cause i, mean, I hey, just i <laughs> i feel like i need to know if this is much more difficult than we're assuming because i watch so much of this shit i'm like well surely surely i could do better <laughs> but maybe I, I i need to i need to know maybe you know we do it and we make it we're like damn this sucks i guess it's hard <laughs> I mean, yeah,
1: I don't really have any doubts that making a movie is a difficult process at all. Do you feel like if you were to make a movie, it would be better than The Room or Who Killed Captain
0: Alex? The unfortunate thing is, I think by most subjective measurements, it would be better, but it wouldn't be entertaining, probably. Yeah, you feel
2: like it would just be a pretty dull film. Yeah. Writing is the hard part. I don't think... Then maybe maybe that'd be mean. I'm gonna backtrack and not say that statement. Um, I think <laughs> I don't think any of us know how to write. Yeah, and especially not script write, which is like a whole separate can of worms. You can, mm. you, can you can write an interesting story, but adapting that to a digestible script is a much more challenging thing that we do not have the prowess to do.
0: Right. We don't have the experience at the very least. I'll have you
2: know that when
1: I was in middle school, I had written a short skit for me and like my classmates or whatever the fuck. And my teacher loved it. She was like, Wow, this is really good. You did a great job. And it was all just a entirely ripped from The Simpsons. I just I just stole from them.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: Yeah. So maybe we can do that. Yeah. Potentially no one See. will notice. Hmm. Now Tanner, if you were to make a film, what kind of movie do you think you would want it to be?
0: Hmm. That's tough to say, you know. Um I don't know, I feel like, you know, horror is always the direction that most people who are, like, doing it for the first time go in, and so I kind of don't want to do that then, mm. so I'm trying to fit. Th- what's, like, what's, like, something we, that we could do, you know? A rom-com. Yeah, a rom-com. I think that's probably a bad move as well. <laughs> I almost think, like, we need to do an action movie. Yeah, uh, that feels like just, a like, very
1: easy trap to fall into. <laughs> true but i I feel like we could not possibly make a decent action movie on the budget we would have
0: i don't know i feel like we we're we're some fairly creative guys yeah i don't know because like what how many how many like good stunts if we were to make a 90 minute long action movie how many good like stunts where like someone watches it and are like oh wow i can't believe they uh, attempted that. How many of those would we need to put into the movie for it to come out and people are like, oh, this is pretty good given the experience level and the budget of the people? 40. That's absurd. <laughs> That's not a real number. Give me a better one. 10. There are... ten. Those both sound too high to me. I guess 10 <laughs> is more realistic. 40. I don't know if even, like, Hollywood... Action movies have that many stunts.
2: That's ridiculous. Well we're
1: trying to stand out from the crowd here, Tanner. Yeah, there no, it's we go. it's
2: literally just like a fucking parkour video where we're just doing stunts <laughs> over and over again and there's basically no plot. Yeah.
0: What it's it's like us throwing ourselves through like, you know, those sugar glass windows yeah. forty times in a row. Exactly. We're just uh, running through a warehouse just doing all these crazy shit. It's an entire it's an entire action movie set in Uh, what's a decent location? Like, what, what? It's like an action movie set in the Louvre or some shit. Yeah. People are constantly crashing in and out of the windows. (laughs) And then, I don't know, we could also do something just super fucking simple, like, not even really script out the dialogue. We just lock some random people in an elevator for, like, a whole day and then just edit that into something cohesive. There you go. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like we'd have to, like, build a set for that is the big problem. Because, an no, elevator is not exactly a very large
0: area to be filming in. Mmm, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying, yeah. Or we could also be super lazy, just do a Blair Witch. There we go. Walk out into the woods out here, you know, just film and shit. Be acting scared and whatnot. I think the Blair Witch had a shockingly higher budget than you would expect it to have as well, though. I, pr- I, the number that's come into my mind, and I watched a documentary about it recently, so I feel like my number can't be too far off. Is sixty-seven thousand dollars? Yeah, that's pretty um,
1: close. Yeah, it was sixty k. Okay. Although, like in post-production, all that shit, it was like between two hundred thousand to seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is a very large fucking margin of error Is that there. for,
0: like, all of the advertising they were doing, or... I d- it does not specify. It just says post-production. Interesting. So yeah, who's to know. say?
1: I guess, like, all the editing and shit really, uh, inflated that budget there.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah.
1: I don't know, though. I feel like horror would be the easiest rep to go for here for a first movie. I know it's typical, but, like... Mm-hmm. It's typical for a reason. You don't need a very high budget... Uh, the likelihood that you'll make a, you know, make a good return on your investment is pretty high.
0: Yeah, and I guess since we're uh, you know out here in Oregon, we naturally gotta uh, do like a Bigfoot uh, horror movie. Are there very many Bigfoot horror movies out there? No, no, like prominent ones. There's okay. tons of like Sci-Fi Channel schlock. Who but... would play the titular Bigfoot? Um. I mean, do we even really need to show him, is the real question. Can I can no. <laughs> There we there go. We, go. <laughs> we just find CGI a shitty 3D Bigfoot.
1: model of Bigfoot. There we go. <laughs> just on the fucking Steam Marketplace or whatever, the Steam Workshop. Yeah. Maybe we, uh, we cast Shaquille O'Neal as Bigfoot. <laughs> I think uh, Shaquille O'Neal would immediately blow our entire budget just to have him appear in one scene. <laughs>
0: What if we make him executive producer? He might go for it. Oh, there we go. He's a real businessman, you know. Then you'll have a horse in the race. Mm Mm-hmm. And he'll eat that horse. (laughs) Do you think Shaquille O'Neal could eat an entire horse if he wanted to? Oh,
1: easily. Are you kidding me?
0: Anyway, yeah. There's our movie thoughts.
1: Stay tuned for uh, far more in-depth thoughts on not only
0: The Room, but also a couple of other films. Yeah, stay tuned for Guapish the movie. (laughs) There we go. Nico, what precisely are beige flags?
1: Beige flags? Okay, so this yeah. is like a thing that's been, you know, it started to become prominent more recently within like, you know, TikTok and all that fucking bullshit. Jackson's no doubt seen a bunch of shit on this stuff. Oh, God. So the whole idea behind it is, you know, it's not like a red flag. It's not a green flag at all. It's just like kind of a weird little quirk that someone has.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I guess on that note, do you guys feel like you have any like beige flags at all?
0: I feel like having a podcast is a beige flag for all of us. That's true. For
1: some, it would, would be considered agree. a red flag.
0: Factual, yes.
1: But at the same time, all white boys
2: have a podcast these days with, with their friends. So like, Mm-hmm. I have two cats. That's definitely a beige flag, I'd assume. Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like one cat's all right. Two though, are you crazy?
0: Honestly, I think owning a cat as a man is a beige flag just automatically.
1: Allegedly, from what I've heard, it's a red flag on dating apps. Apparently Damn. men who have pictures of their cat in their bio get less fucking like likes and shit like that.
0: That's crazy, dude. Yeah, It's because we already have pussy. That's the only <laughs> thing that makes sense. It
1: scares them off.
0: <laughs> I don't want to be fighting with that cat for your affection. <laughs> That's real, though. Mochi actually
1: does, like, fucking establish his dominance over women whenever I, like, first bring one around, you know? Mm. He'll, like, just fucking sit next is to me and just, like... that why they've
0: never stuck around?
1: <laughs> exactly. That's why they, uh, they don't want to compete with the guy. He there just, like, go. sits on my lap and stares at them is what happens.
0: Of course he does. What else would he do? <laughs> that fucking pervert.
1: I don't know, Tanner. Do you have any beige flags that really come to mind here of yourself?
0: Hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't really do much. it's is the main thing? And for that's me, a red know. flag. Okay. Sure. Yeah.
1: Um, Women want a man who's exciting. You know, who will take him out, go on adventures. What
0: the fuck is an adventure, by the way? it's 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 nothing i think I most go on a women, five mile hike <laughs> yeah exactly i think they actually mostly just want you to occasionally suggest going somewhere and then they can say no i don't want to do that yeah but they, they get to they get the feeling of going on an adventure just from you saying hey do you want to go on a camping trip and then they can say no i'd rather sit here and watch the office instead thanks for <laughs> suggesting it though yeah exactly
1: Ooh, I'd love to, but, like, the newest season of Love Island just dropped on Netflix, so I think, you know, can we, like, maybe push that back a couple of weeks so I can get through this? Let's make a, competitive,
0: a competitor show called Love Peninsula. <laughs> yeah. And it's fucking identical. It's just, it's just that it's on a peninsula and not an island. <laughs> Let's go even more pedantic. We'll have Love Archipelago. Oh, there we go. It'll just be a bunch Jackson. of different fucking Love Islands competing with each other. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on a second. So we combine Love Island with Survivor. And so it's an archipelago of Love Islands where they are all trying to date within their island while also competing as teams against each island. Yeah, people get eliminated over time. I feel like that's yeah. an idea, dude. I feel like that is. It's like it's like uh, if you made a tournament arc for Love Island, <laughs> yeah, which means people are going to automatically love it. <laughs> and then... I don't know, what could we do that's really, that's really, like, fucked up that'll make people want to watch it? It's either, like, each island is, like, different races or nationalities. Oh. Or each island is, like, uh, like, various levels of fitness or something. Nah, I like, I like the idea of nationalities better. (laughs) Just because that would turn so horrific so quickly. (laughs) And it's a reality TV show, so that means people want to watch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Okay, Jackson, I gonna need you to get some money together and maybe organize a pitch. <laughs> We're going to be bringing this to CNBC, I think. I feel like mm-hmm. they'll take it.
2: CNBC? Let's just go straight to the BBC.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's true. Do we want to sell it as just... Can we just call it Love Island Tournament of Champions? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there. No, no, no. Hold on. Wait. That That's a bad one. I'm sorry. That was a bad subtitle. Love Island, uh... Man, what's a pithy way to do this? I want to incorporate the face, all's fair in Love and War. Oh, Love Island, Love and War. There we go.
1: <laughs> it's perfect. I th- <laughs> We can do something with this, guys. Th- we can. There's, there's something
0: here. This has to be an idea. Come on. Um,
2: Do you guys watch much reality TV at all? Do you like it? Uh, I don't uh, watch any of it. I watched it before, and I think it's okay. Yeah, I've had, like, girls...
1: Be like, oh, we're gonna fucking watch this show. I'm like, okay, sure, why not? And I can definitely enjoy it as long as they also understand that this shit is really fucking stupid. And they can just, like, laugh at it with me. If they're, okay. like, seriously invested in it, then it's like, what? Well, I can't just, like, you know, I can't bite my tongue here. Right, yeah. I need them to know how stupid
0: this shit is. Yeah. I feel, and what's unfortunate to me is reality TV shows have also just gotten dumber over time. Yeah. Where it's like you know originally it was you know shit like survivor where at least there's like a competition aspect or mm. or a survivorship aspect or what you know something a bit more engaging and now it's just like every single reality show is like hey maybe they'll fuck but we're not going to show you <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> we gather this group of people and isolate
1: them and maybe they fuck <laughs> Or, like, you know, back in the day, they definitely cover it up a bit better in terms of, like, you know, showing that, like, this shit is very obviously staged. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, it's like, how can anyone take this seriously? Right, yeah. Like, can you
0: imagine, there's, there's, a guarantee, there's some executive producer out there who's like, how do we make Duck Dynasty, but they fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Redneck raw dogging. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, hold on a second. Duck Dynasty, but they fuck. I'm pretty sure that's just, like... My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding or whatever that one show is.
2: I don't think I've heard of that one. My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding?
0: <laughs> yeah. What? I think that's the name of it. Or gypsy. It's something it has something to do with gypsies, I don't know. My big gay gypsy wedding. Yeah, there you go. I don't I think I'm pretty I can't say this for a hundred percent. I'm pretty sure gypsies are homophobic.
1: Hmm.
0: But I'm not sure. Do you guys think uh, if a random gypsy was summoned and put in front of you, you could beat them in a fight. Are they male or female? Just some random gypsy, a dude. random gypsy? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a 50-50 shot if I get a chick or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, guys, the, I'm gonna just say the chick gypsies are pretty fucking tough as well. That's I think, I, I,
2: But they're a woman, dude. I think I could take I... them. Listen, dude, the average guy is stronger than, like, the strongest woman. That's not true, but <laughs> I know it's not too far off, but not true. the The average guy is stronger than like ninety the ninety nine percentile of everyone. Yeah, that's pro- that's probably
0: pretty close to accurate. I don't know about ninety nine percentile, I but... ninety eight percent. I'd say like eighty percent, but I don't know, man. I feel like gypsies have a hard living that
1: causes them to be strong individuals. Exactly, and they're also vicious and they
0: love fighting. True. And they yeah. will kill on sight. They're known to do that, actually. Exactly, yeah. The current greatest boxer who's ever lived is a gypsy. Yeah, Mike Tyson. No. <laughs> Close, but no. <laughs> yeah, so I think my answer is going to be no. I don't think I'll be able to do it. Damn. I'm going to say no as well. I don't think I could beat a gypsy. Because, you know, f- with my luck, it would be Tyson Fury, aka the Gypsy King. Uh, and he just beat me to death while looking like a middle-aged dad.
1: <laughs> is that what he's but, known for? Is he just, like, some middle-aged dad-looking guy who also just happens to be
0: the heavyweight champion of the world? Yeah, let me pull up a picture of, uh, Tyson Fury for you guys, because you're gonna look at your this guy and you're gonna be like, Tanner, you already, like, look like this dude. There we go. Holy shit,
1: this so is that's... the heavyweight champion of the world?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that guy could fuck up any person on the planet. Jesus. Yeah. How does he accomplish it? I think he's just got really long arms. I'm pretty sure that's his shtick. Jackson, you can take him. He's mine. <laughs> here we go. This this picture here, it shows how long his arms are. <laughs> oh that my sucks. god. That's how he gets you. Also, I think gypsies growing up, uh, it's like a thing in their culture to just do bare knuckle boxing all the time. To just pull on each other's arms to increase their length. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyway, now I'm finally finding some fucking pictures. Anyway, I forget what point I was trying to make. He looks like a, a middle-aged man. Yeah, he does, but you know he'll fuck you up. Exactly. So, so don't make. You know fun what of they the say: looks can be, uh, looks can be deceiving. For
1: you were to take one look at Jackson, you wouldn't realize that this man is actually not only African American, but also the number one fucking hundred-meter dash uh,
2: racist in the world. Racist in the racist? world Exactly <laughs> Yeah they come with a demon Of the hundred meter That was my nickname In high school <laughs> The demon of the hundred
0: meter <laughs> That's funny. Nico did you have a nickname In high school That people actually called you
1: Uh
0: Only at like church People called me Sneeko But
1: that was about it Yeah I haven't really had Too many nicknames
0: Have you ever Unironically been called A slur Like in public No Interesting Yeah Hmm
1: have you? you wanna be? I've called you honky plenty of times. Yeah, I've been called a slur in public. What? Like a mayo monkey or some shit like that? No, like faggot. Oh, yeah. I forget that one's a slur. <laughs> it's just what we affectionately refer to you as. Right, of course.
2: Jackson, have you ever been called a slur before? Uh, Dude, I have black friends. Of course I have. <laughs>
0: Jackson, would you say that uh, customer service jobs... Uh, increase the
2: amount of racism in the world? Yes, absolutely. Honestly, I see, back when I was a, uh, a waiter, I used to read subreddits for, um, you know, waiters giving their stories and things like that, and I saw so many unironic posts of, holy shit, I'm not racist, but I fucking hate black customers, or <laughs> holy shit, I'm not racist, but I hate the Chinese, things like that all the time. It was insanely common. Um, For good reason, though. Black people just don't tip. It's just what they do. Uh, and same with Asian people. Uh, and because of that, it just builds up resentment with these people and just makes a lot of people racist. Un- unironically, a big reason I don't like Chinese people is because they didn't ever tip me and they were assholes about it. Yeah. I thought the bigger thing was just that they would
1: constantly like, try to scam you in your CSGO games, you know? It's a lot of things, dude. It's a
2: lot of things.
0: Yeah, but, I feel like my current uh, customer service job is... Causing me to start developing a very real prejudice against, uh, Hispanic people. Really? Not ones who can speak English. They're fine. I have no problem with them. But, like, I I, I genuinely am starting to just heavily dislike immigrants who cannot speak English. Like, I I just find it very deeply annoying that, that you're living in this country... And somehow getting by, I guess,
2: and not able to communicate. I th- I don't I'm not gonna speak on these people's cultures, but I am gonna speak on their culture, just know that I'm talking out of my ass here. I think it's primarily because they don't see the United States as like their country. They're still, you know, Mexicans yeah. or whatever at heart. They're only here to work and make money. And that's the entire thing. They have no allegiance to this nation. They don't care about, you know, adapting to it at all, especially because America does such a good job of like coddling these people. There's no reason for them to learn English because like everything has, you know, a Spanish form in English form. All this shit. I mean, even at your job, they've got people that work there 24-7 that have, um, that, you know, have Spanish-speaking skills. So, like, there's no reason for them to even attempt to, like, integrate with our culture at all, because they don't care to, and also there's just no incentive at all.
0: Yeah, and I think that fucking sucks, and I don't want them in my country. Fair enough, dude. Uh, like, if you're an old man, sure, but, like, I have like people in their, like, 20s or something that cannot speak a lick of English. I'm like, where did you come from, and how how did you even get in?
1: Like, genuinely, like, I don't know. Have you considered that maybe they just don't want to talk to you, Tanner? They're
0: sick of you constantly hitting on them whenever they come into your store? They're coming into my store to have some kind of a service done onto them. I'm trying to help these people. And they they hate that you're trying to do that for them. Right, yeah. <laughs> they, they come into the store and they blame me. Um... <laughs> Other than that, I don't think... I think that's the only group of people that customer service jobs is really, like, starting to affect me with. Um I will say, two nights ago, I was at Chipotle getting an order. And uh, there was this, I'm going to say Indian man. And he was making the most annoying order I have ever seen. Like, all this small, little, super specific instructions and dumb, nonsensical requests. It was like... He, like, ordered one bowl that was, like, half white rice and half brown rice. Uh, And he was like, but can you mix that one together? And then on a separate one, it's also half and half, but I want those actually in two halves on the bowl. And then uh, I want pinto beans, but only, like, a very, very, like, like four beans on the thing. And then he was like, can I get three tortillas? And the person starts making them and then wrapping them up. And he's like, can you wrap them individually, though? And I'm... Well, I'm right behind this guy and I'm watching this, I'm like this, this, uh, this, you know person making their food, they're gonna remember this for a while. Yeah, this guy's plotting a murder currently. Yeah. <laughs> you should've said something, man. You should've spoken up about it. I should. Hey, sir, can you knock it the fuck off and just order your food? Makes what the fuck? Buy the ingredients and make it yourself, you fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Um, You could've come to that employee's rescue, dude. I could, I could, I should have said something. You're right. I should have stepped up. I said, "Hey, man, get out. Of, go back to your fucking country." <laughs> right in the middle of a Chipotle. Yeah. Um, yeah what's your experience with this, Nico? You, you, you've done customer service work.
1: Yeah, I've done customer service a pretty good deal. Uh, I'd say, like you know, the real white trash people are the ones who I hate the most, generally speaking. You know, uh, I mean, need I really elaborate more? I feel like it's fairly, fairly obvious with them. What what do you mean? You know, like the fucking white trash, like super redneck sorts of types, you know? They bring their kids into like a store and they just let Mm -hmm. them run around and shit like that. Just like, you know, not really paying attention to them as they knock a shit over and all that kind of stuff. Really fucking annoying. And they ask really dumb questions. Like, try to... Also, just, like, homeless people as well, dude. Oh, yeah. Just, like, trying to sell random shit to me when I was working at the old GameStop was really fucking annoying. Where it's like, no, I'm sorry. We cannot take this shattered cell phone that you have. Right. It's it's simply impossible. Or, like, phones that are very obviously stolen and shit like that. It's like... Mm -hmm. We need to be able to unlock this phone, unfortunately, and able to take it from you. Uh... Kind of strange that you don't know the
0: password for it, but oh well. Yeah. Just shit like that, I would say. I agree with that. I'd say white trash people are like 50-50 for me. Sometimes they come in and like... some. They seem to have two different mindsets. There are some where like, listen, I am here to do a business transaction. I will use the fewest words possible and let's get me out of here quickly, please. Yeah, And then... Yeah, there's like the really dumb ones where like they they literally don't even they like barely remember why they walked into the store <laughs> in the first place, you know. Yeah. I think it comes down to if they have jobs. Yeah. Like if 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 you're, you know, a, a rural low uh, low class uh white American, if you do not have employment, uh you are you're like it employment is truly the only thing giving you a coherent thought process because if you don't have like some reasonable level of you know if you're not an electrician or a plumber or something that's you know making you some money you're just the dumbest of the dumb (laughs) and you like cannot operate in the modern world what groups of people do you guys feel like are still like
1: allowed to be made fun of white people in what context? Like, where? <laughs> Just like, you know, in the U.S. without, like, you know, facing, like, too much ridicule or backlash for, like, making fun of them. Where, you know, it's generally, like, socially acceptable to do so. Yeah, white, white people. Uh, yeah, obviously yeah, white, white people. people. Like, you know, rednecks, those are fair game still. Yeah. I feel like Indians are still totally fine, generally.
0: I disagree. They got rid of Apu from The Simpsons. <laughs>
1: Yes, outside of, like, you know, Apu, unfortunately, you know, uh, getting, like... I think think that's evidence that you can't
0: make fun of Indians anymore. I
1: don't know about that, though, man, because I still see, like, a lot of posts and
0: shit online of people talking... Sure, but that's randos online. They don't give a fuck how much backlash they receive. I don't know, dude. Uh, Like... I, still see I feel like the question really is what groups could you make fun of at your job and not get fired? None. I don't think you're generally None. allowed to make fun of people at your job. No, you could you could absolutely make jokes about white people at a job and not get fired.
2: Um anti anti maskers. Anti maskers, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and people are like talking shit about people that didn't want to wear a mask twenty four seven when I was working during COVID. Mm. Yeah, that would happen a
1: lot at my job too. Unfortunately, Tanner, your ilk is uh, still being lambasted to this day. It is, yeah, well, unfortunately,
0: heavy. I continue to be proven right in that realm, so cope and sieve.
1: <laughs> Copenhagen. I hate that place.
0: I don't know, you guys don't think you could make like a like a racially motivated joke about white people at work and not face any repercussions? No, I think that if I called one of my white coworkers a mayo monkey, I would face some sort of repercussion for it. Well, l- listen, that's... I feel Yeah, I, I don't think you... I don't think you could, like, actively insult a specific person with, like, racial slurs.
2: <laughs> Why not, Tanner? We live <laughs> in America. White I just meant more like, like you know,
0: an actually funny joke about a generalized group of people. Dude, there's
1: always going to be, like, someone at your job where, like, no matter if the joke is funny or not, they're going to be like, that. there's nothing funny about joking about white people. I took personal
0: offense to that. I don't know. who 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 is this person? that Like, who is this person... That's both deeply offended at that those kinds of jokes, but also wants to defend white people. Some white woman, I'm sure. Mm. Because the problem
1: there is, Tanner, that like, you know, normally when she's on the internet, she's totally fine with that shit. But she feels like she's being targeted if you make the joke in her presence.
0: Oh, okay. I guess it's only white men, then. Exactly, just white men. We if you're very specific. I will say, I think I can get away with making fun of anyone I want to at work, but... As has been proven by your uh, previous employment, yes. Oh, uh, you know.
1: <laughs>
2: that was a, you know, that was a one-time
0: opportunity. That one was <laughs> mostly about making jokes about women, I think, but... Yeah. Whatever. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just <laughs> a based uh, conservative Chad, and these fucking lib cucks that run my office fired me.
1: That's right, Tanner. Those Libcucks in the fucking House of
0: Representatives of Texas or whatever—they—they they are all liberals. <laughs> like, don't don't make any mistake. How did that happen? Because it's in Austin, oh, and so well. the only people who are going to work that job are people who live in or near Austin. That's fair. Yeah. Tanner, where do you think you fall on like the
1: online conservative spectrum?
0: Um, I'm like a populist right wing. Yeah. Would you yeah. consider yourself a trad cath? No. No. Okay. I'm not Catholic, so hmm. I'm also not crazy traditional either, so hmm. Well fair enough. Guapash at the movie time, guys. Guapish at the movies! What's one of the songs from Tarzan?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> what did we watch this week? Oh man, we watched the Patreon pick, which was um um The Room It was the Room. We referenced this later, earlier, not later, in mm-hmm. the episode. This is Tommy Wiseau's Magnum Opus here. Uh I guess You're like I'll, Magnum Copus, am I right? Yeah, I guess I'll give the rundown in this movie. So basically By we the have, way, guys, by the way, the room was recommended by Kyler. Yeah, appreciate thank it. Thank you, that, Kyler. Thank you. Uh what the fuck is the guy's name, Johnny? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Tommy Wiseau is dating some total bitch, right? He's he's rich, he's handsome. Everyone loves him He's the talk of the town Um, He's like the best person of all time He's like constantly jacking off his own ego in this movie Um, And he's dating some fucking bitch That wants to cheat on him um, Because he's not fun And that's basically the only justification we get about it So she chooses to cheat on him with his hot best friend um, And she does And they cheat for a while uh, And then eventually Tommy figures out And uh, you know He finally comes to terms with the fact that he's going to lose his girlfriend So he fucking shoots himself in the head and that's the whole movie, basically, in a nutshell.
0: And so this movie is, in fact, in my opinion, so bad it's good. In fact, you know, I thought since I, you know, this had been hyped up for me so much, I've heard so much about it. We're like, oh my gosh, it's so funny. It's so awkward. Oh my God, it's so bad. Blah, blah, blah. I thought all that hype going into it was going to make it not hit me, but it still got me. I was still like, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? And laughing along the whole time. You might say, Tanner, it's so bad that it was, in fact, the best film you've ever seen before. That's right. I've never seen a film that entertained me quite as much as this one. That's <laughs> not true.
1: Yeah, perhaps you've heard of a little film called The Day After Tomorrow.
0: <laughs> unfortunately, or maybe... I'm just throwing that... I didn't, don't ignore me saying unfortunately. This, this movie has another case of... Like with comedy movies where it's like, How much more can I say other than I found it funny? <laughs> How much more can we truly add to the discussion of The Room? True.
1: Except for, were you guys aware that initially... So, like, here's a bit of background information about The Room. I know we talked about a bit of it during the, you know, during the normal guapish time, but right now in guapish at the movies. Were you guys aware? Initially, The Room was actually supposed to be a stage play, okay? It was supposed to be a play, but Tommy was like, oh, uh, no one really watches plays. I hear that movies are popular, though, so I'm going to make it a movie instead. But first he made a book which was 500 pages long. And so there was a shitload of content from the book that Navy trimmed down in order to make it a, you know, semi-cohesive plot here for the film. Such as, apparently, initially, it was supposed to be revealed that Tommy, not Tommy, Johnny, was supposed to be a vampire. Huh. Also,
0: he was supposed to have a flying car. Huh. Yeah. Does it, does the book, uh, in the book, does it make sense why they call it The Room? I doubt it. <laughs>
1: but yeah that's about all i personally have to say about the room i thought it was a very silly film overall you know it was very entertaining but also it's incredibly bad it's not very good from like you know a general film standpoint however as far
0: as
2: entertainment goes i found it an enjoyable time
0: jackson what are your thoughts
2: (laughs) yeah i really don't have much to add about it as well this is it's i mean it's fucking from a Basically anything, but entertainment standpoint is absolute dog shit. Yeah, uh, the act, the acting is horrible, horrible. The writing's horrible. The story is like basically entirely pointless. Um, there's just so many characters for no reason at all that have no <laughs> use. There's just so many wasted scenes of like just nothing happening at all. Uh, motivations are completely retarded. Uh, it should, It really just makes no sense. Also, in like I don't know if it's intentional, but like holy shit, they really just jack off Tommy's character constantly. <laughs> Is this is it like literally like an ego thing? Like Tommy Wiseau wants people to constantly be praising him and shit, so he kind of just projected that by making all the characters love him or something in the movie. Or am I looking too deep into this? Do you think? I can only assume that he
0: legitimately went through a breakup somewhat similar to this one and just needed to feel better about it. <laughs> mm. That honestly would not shock me.
2: That bitch. <laughs> Yeah, but this was this was a funny film, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna just get this out of the way first. I don't think I've explained how I do in my ranking of so bad It's good films. Previ- for, well, frankly, this is only like the second one we've really seen that I think falls into that category outside of Waxwork, or you know, including Waxwork. And Waxwork, I give a pass primarily because it is explicitly stated to be a comedy. This is not. This is supposed to be a serious like tragedy drama film. Um, so I'm going to rate it as such, which is like it's big falling. I know Terence not going to agree with me on that. Uh, but I'm, I am still, of course, giving it points for the fact that it is pretty funny. But like, and if, it, if I wasn't rating it for it being funny at all, this would be like easily like an F tier film for me. But
1: because you know you're uh, you're grading it a little bit on a curve here due to it being pretty funny, then what's
2: your actual rank? Uh, I'm gonna give it a D plus. D plus. Okay. I, I do I cannot force myself to put it into the C tier because it's still absolute dog shit. But I still think it's very entertaining, and I'd watch it again.
1: I can put it into a C tier. I'm gonna give it a C minus, in fact, personally. Mmm. Because, like, you know, it is uh, still fucking dog shit a me- like, by every single measure. However, you can get enjoyment from this film, which I think is definitely still worth something, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, Dylan gave it an F. Uh, obviously, I, I've established I care about entertainment a bit more than you guys, um... I think the ultimate purpose of a movie is to entertain, and I don't much care if the entertainment is derived from what the filmmaker wanted it to be entertaining for. Uh, so to that end, I'm giving The Room an A+. plus. Insane. And that puts it at a C. Whoa, that's a double chevron for me.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I don't doubt it. Is that it, a double double chevron? Like both me and
2: Dylan have double chevrons on it? I doubt it. Um you you have one. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, both oh. of you and Dylan have one. That's pretty funny. Insane in the memory. That's funny. Anyways, that moves us on to our next film of the week, which was uh Tanner's pick, the 1999 Disney film Tarzan.
0: Oh boy, Tarzan. Uh, Tarzan is the story about uh, a British family that gets stranded in Africa somewhere. And then the parents die and the kid gets raised by gorillas. And then some explorers show up like 18 years later or some shit. And uh, they discover Tarzan and they befriend him. And then some shit happens. And then Tarzan saves the day. And then the couple of humans decide to live with Tarzan. The end. This
2: is a fine okay movie yeah i per- personally i think this movie is pretty fucking boring but it also is because i have seen it relatively recently um maybe if i i don't know i don't think i really thought that highly of it when we initially watched it nico pull up mm-hmm. or put my audio of my review of it you got it i'm glad we shared this
1: Alrighty, Jackson. we just finished up tarzan dude what'd you think of it
2: Uh, I just thought it was pretty good. Yeah? I enjoyed it a decent amount. That's good to hear, dude. Uh, Fucking production was, like, so much higher on that one than any of the other ones. Like, 2D we've seen so far. Yeah. Backgrounds are, like, really pretty. Uh, Animation was really fluid. Uh, Story was alright.
1: Yeah? Did you like Clayton?
2: He was okay. Did you like his death? That was pretty funny. That caught me very off guard. Worth the fucking, just the shadow of the (laughs) lightning flashing with him... Hanging himself. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even remember the fucking, like, the big guy's name.
1: Kerjack.
2: like whatever. Uh, I knew he was going to die the second those guys started fucking pushing, of course. When the, the big, strong guy's going to die protecting his village. I think it's really fucking stupid how quickly he 180'd on his opinion on Tarzan. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, like Tarzan just fucking betrayed them all. And then, to, for all he knows, just sentenced them all to death. Because there's just a bunch of humans now coming and fucking swarming them. Like, why the fuck was he like oh my god, he came back, I'm so happy, even though we're getting fucking swarmed 99% because, you know, him. Very, very strange.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't think they deserve that uh, uh, that scene of them coming together there.
2: Yeah, no, that was really stupid. I mean, like, everybody else, too. Like, it wasn't just fucking him. It was just the entire family of monkeys, I guess, or gorillas, that should have been really, really pissed off at him for doing that, because he should. they should all think the exact same fucking thing as him. He just basically just, like... Like made a bunch of people come in and like try to capture them and kill them and shit But he saved them Still <laughs> It's really stupid I think that was like I think that's my biggest gripe with the movie honestly Yeah it Seemed a little rushed uh, Everything else was alright There we go Dan uh, was kind of fucking annoying at the start uh, What did
1: you think of the Rosie doll and the Gorilla?
2: I, who the fuck was that one again? The one with the weird hair? Yeah, the best friend. I didn't give a shit. Nice. I was it completely indifferent to them. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I'm going to put it uh number three right now. Below oh. Her- Hercules, Above Lion King.
1: Very high praise from Jackson.
2: I think I honestly would have liked that. I think I legitimately would have been my number one if I if the ending wasn't so fucking rushed.
1: Yeah. That's fair, dude. That's fair. That's a that's a shocking turn of events. I wasn't expecting to enjoy Tarzan so much, but I'm glad to hear, it, dude.
2: Uh, I don't I don't really have much to say about this movie either, to be completely honest. It's kind of a nothing burger. I think most of it is just like average movie nonsense with really good Dizzy animation. Um I think the backgrounds are gorgeous. I think it's a really pretty movie to look at. Um, I think the ending is fucking retarded, though. And honestly, that probably puts it down more than I think it should for just like a minor reason, like Tarzan, right? He is the reason his entire tribe basically was kidnapped, killed, all this shit. You know, the main guy, the head honcho, he was warning him all this time about the dangers of like inviting people into the tribe, things like that. He just completely ignores his words, and then, like, that's, like, kind of, like, the whole point of the movie, I would say, like, the the message, really, and then he he ignores his words, he disobeys the messaging, gets him fucking killed, puts everyone else through a traumatic experience, and then he's rewarded by becoming the leader of the tribe in the end for some reason. He should be (laughs) fucking banished, never to be seen again. He did something unspeakable to them. Why are they chill with him? It's so stupid. It makes no sense. It's really dumb. To, To be fair... Gorillas are not very intelligent. (laughs) Well, these ones have been shown to be, I would assume, so I'm going to give them a bit of the benefit of the doubt here. Especially, like, his Tarzan's mom, why is she chill with him, dude? Like, she looked horrified when he first brought them in because she realized what he had done, and then she saw the consequences of his future actions. Come on. She got his Gorillas. fucking husband killed. Come on. <laughs> True. Gorillas do not have object permanence, actually. Yeah, I leg- I legitimately would probably rate this movie, like, two or three ranks higher if it weren't for the ending. The ending really just fucking sandbags it for me. Mm. Maybe yeah. unjustifiably so. I, yeah. I don't necessarily
1: think it's very unjustifiable. That shit with Kerchak is really fucking stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah. I suppose the simple solution to that would have been, like, you show... Hmm...
2: I don't think there is a simple solution yeah, to you'd this. You'd have to com- you'd have to completely rewrite how they're planning on doing this encounter. Like it it yeah. have to it to be like they they stalked him back or something. I mean that's kind of yeah. Uh, I I almost but like then you wouldn't have
0: because he would want to re- legitimately show Jane the gorillas though. So yeah, I don't think there's a way to pull it off. Uh, anyway, I think this movie is pretty. What I'll say is uh, empty calories. Yeah, like it looks nice. The plot is really whatever. The characters are fine. Dude, fuck Turk, dude. All my homies hate Turk. That son of a bitch. <laughs> I like uh Tarzan and Jane's dynamic. That's about I I I do I like our villain. Mm. I'll say that. I like our villain. I think he uh is sufficiently menacing, let's say. Uh the songs are bad. Fuck
1: Phil Collins. I think it's They're
0: weird. I, I
1: think it's really fucking lame, personally, because, like, you know, Disney songs are generally known to have, like, you know, really memorable soundtracks. But, like, every fucking song in this movie sounds exactly the same because it's all
0: just sung by yeah. Phil Collins in
1: the exact same manner.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, th- this movie just, to me, it just doesn't stand out very much.
1: Yeah, this one was definitely a really fucking really mixed bag overall. It does have its highlights. For example, I really like the relationship Tarzan has with his mom. I think that's super sweet. That conversation they have when he's like a little boy, you know, getting mud all over him, wanting to be more like a gorilla. I thought that was cute, if not problematic for today's uh, you know sort of political climate. But you know, say levy, I suppose. <laughs> I
2: and can't then... believe Tarzan did blackface.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it, it, him him with Jane, I think, is weird how quickly it goes into the romantic direction that feels incredibly odd because it's like he's some wild man in the jungle why does she also, he's
2: so fucking smart
1: dude what <laughs> i don't know I, I i i'm i'm
0: more willing to disregard that part but i don't know nico just doesn't like the idea that masculine men are more attractive to women that's not what
1: mm-hmm. i'm uh, talking about here dude he is he's a fucking weird monkey creature dude <laughs> Yeah, and that's what women want. They want to be ravaged. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I generally don't think that you know women will find that super appealing. But you know, say the does it ever
0: does he ever communicate to Jane that he is in fact a human and that you know he got stranded there or something? I presumably that happens after the event of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because I know in the Tarzan the animated series they move into that treehouse together. Whoa.
2: That's pretty There's fun. an animated... There's a series based on this? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: It was, like, one of the only... One of these, like, you know,
0: Renaissance Disney films I actually did manage to get an animated series made for it. What do you mean? Mm. Tarzan, Aladdin, uh, Hercules? These all had animated series, and I love them all. One of the few... <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I don't have too much else to say about Tarzan, though. That's about it for me. Great animation, though, guys. Solid animation. I feel like well, it's some of the studio's finest
2: work. Yeah, you guys really did it up there. Yeah, I think this is their best 2D animated film in terms of animation. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, I gave this one a C. I C+. I gave this one a flat C.
1: A flat C. Let me see here. Um, uh, I'm probably... Yeah, I think C-plus
2: makes sense for this film. And just like that, it puts it at a B-minus. What did Dylan give it? He gave it an A. Whoa! Which puts Whoa. it at a B-minus. That's fucking nuts, dude. Dylan loved this Crazy. movie. It was like his favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Unlike the next movie, which was not his favorite movie of all time, um, but it was still shockingly high on his list, we're watching the uh, the the recent 2022 film picked by Nico, X.
1: Yes, sir. X. X. What is there to say about X. X is the film that follows a group of uh, porn stars, okay? They're making a cute little porno, okay? It's gonna be pretty crazy this one is gonna be set on a farm that they're renting out from a, like this old couple you know but they don't know it's gonna be a porno okay they just think that there's some people coming to the farm and over the course of the film we watch as the old people start to get a little wise to it the, particularly the wife Pearl she's a bit old and crazy okay due to like you know her not being beautiful or nothing like that anymore so she sees all these hot young bodies walking around she's like hey I wanna get a piece of that action but her old man just can't get it up anymore and the sexual frustration is simply too much for her so she ends up going around starting to murder all of them and the old man's like well i guess i gotta help the old wife out and they both start murdering people but our main character maxine she's able to get through it all okay she's able to survive the attacks and uh, murder both of the old people on her own okay she runs
0: over pearl's head in the end the end so guys x x Eh. (laughs) my old here's my ultimate thing with it what is the point of this movie
2: What's the point of it, dude? It seems yeah. like a lot of it is just etching you on to, like, dig deeper into what they're trying to do with this universe with the connection between the old woman and the spouse, whatever the fuck their names are. Nico literally just said them, I already forgot.
1: Yeah, Maxine and Prudil. Like, there's,
2: there's, there's, there's some shit going on there. There's some supernatural stuff I think we're supposed to be implying is happening. Um, but other than that, it's basically just some, like, run-of-the-mill slasher film um, with arguably, I think, pretty good, pretty decent acting and uh, general cinematography which is probably its best thing that has going for it. It
0: seems to me that, like, the point ultimately just boils down to they want to put some sex and violence on a movie screen, which, fair enough, but I don't find it too compelling. I mean, you know, dude, that's, like, the general slasher thing.
1: So, this movie, yeah, it is definitely a slow burn. That's pretty typical for A24 films, you know? But, like, yeah, like you guys were saying, pretty solid acting. I definitely do appreciate what this film is going for. It's like utilizing the skeleton that makes up the typical slasher movie. But, like, you know, they don't generally rely on the tropes of it too heavily, which is pretty nice.
2: The film does doesn't ha- rely on the tropes of it too heavily. It's a bunch of people going in <laughs> some spooky location, acting dumb, and getting picked off one by one so, with, yet, with sex and boobs and, and stuff. Like so. I was saying, like, it
1: uses the skeleton, but it's not relying on those tropes solely for the film, okay? So, like, yeah... It uses fucking sex, okay? It pushes that to the forefront and makes an intrinsic part of the plot, which is something that, like, you know, uh, all these fucking slasher movies, they always have, like, these, like, little sex scenes and shit like that to get the teens into the movie theater, but this film is, like, actually, you know, utilizing as part of the plot here, okay? Yeah, it, as far as like you know the it's not used using the tropes like the characters themselves aren't really like falling into these typical archetypes okay where it's like uh, this is the stoner guy this is like the chick who just gets fucking railed and is a total slut and shit like that okay like these actually do feel like actual people rather than just like stupid fucking characters in a slasher movie that's like my main thing there you know
0: i disagree but go ahead <laughs>
2: I think I kind of agree with Nico. I definitely think that this movie does a better job characterizing its cast than most slasher films do, um, especially with you know, the whole talk of like sexuality, which is kind of at a left field and mostly just there to build tension with you know the the fucking couple. Um, but I don't really think it does that much for me with the movie. At, at I mean, the end of yeah, it, still I, kind of a generic slasher film.
1: Yeah, I I think these are solid characters. You can definitely tell there's like more complexity to them than most other of these slasher sort of movie folks but at the same time I don't feel like it does like enough with them to really make me care about them all that much like I just over the course of me I just didn't really feel that attached to any of them
2: generally speaking yeah same pretty much
1: yeah I did like all the foreshadowing though they did a pretty good job of that throughout the film particularly like that shit with like the gun you know where initially when they come to the farm there's like the old man with his uh, shotgun and they have a little conversation about like Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, you know, I don't load the shotgun. To which the dude replies, Oh, got, got a piece in my car, too. Same thing going on there. You know, it's this little throwaway line. But if you're paying attention to that, you know, it, it definitely adds a lot more to a scene later where Maxine gets that gun. And she's aiming at Pearl. It's, it's a really tense moment. And it can play with you on multiple levels. You know, if you remember that part, then you'll understand, like, Oh, shit. That gun's not actually loaded. When she, like, turns fire on it, Pearl will just immediately be able to retaliate. Oh, fuck. Or, if you aren't aware of that, you're like, oh, yeah, she's finally going to be able to get revenge on these old people. Fuck them. And then uh, when it clicks, you feel that, you know, sense of dread, just like Maxine does in the moment, okay? I really like that shit. I think that it does do a good job in some respects with a film like that.
2: Anyways, this movie was boring. <laughs> like I said, it is definitely a slow burn, you know? Yeah. I am if anything, I'm curious about watching the prequel because I just kinda of wanna know what they're planning on doing with yeah. all this lore shit they're building up. I'm not I'm not really that interested in it to be completely honest, but I just want more context of what they were going for with this film and why they felt it was necessary, it's the biggest thing. I mean, what what is the prequel going to be other
0: than the old woman was a whore in her youth who killed a couple people?
1: Tough to say, I simply don't know. She's also got some psychic spooky shit. <laughs> My bigger question is what the sequel is supposed to be. Like that, I have no <laughs> idea where the fuck they go beyond this. It's now Maxine as the old woman. Uh, potentially, I guess so. I'm assuming they're definitely... They're gonna do something with Maxine. Because uh, like, her big thing in this movie is that she wants to be like world famous and shit like that. And I'm assuming that they'll probably like realize that she's involved with this case. And that will make her famous around the world. But not in a way that she wants to be. Some shit like that, mm. I'm assuming.
0: Maybe. Mm-hmm. That's like the only route I can see really going in I think you're mostly accurate in saying that except for the but not in a way that she wants to be like she's fine with becoming famous for being a porn actress so I don't think her massacring these old people is gonna bother her that much
1: I I disagree on that point I think think that she's okay with being a porn actress because she sees it as more as like a springboard to get into like actual Hollywood films and shit
0: like that is what's being pitched to her as I sure but either way that just means she's dumb enough to believe that
1: <laughs> I don't feel like you're giving the character enough credit uh, uh, I don't th- I don't think the character deserves much credit <laughs> I mean she's literally a coke addict yeah that's true so we've all been known to snore a little angel dust here and there though
0: dude yeah you know what he is who without rocks in his system throw the first
2: one
1: <laughs> I don't know what you guys think of the kills though in this film were those like you know those do anything for you
2: they're Not fine, really. They're all right. Yeah, if, this I movie isn't very scary. Is as- yeah, I, I don't, I think fucking even Texas Chainsaw Massacre did a better job with its kills. Than this one like this one felt like um, some campy horror film i know tanner's cringing right now about it i'm literally i'm mostly talking about the first two and they kind of just like walk into it like when that first guy just gets fucking clobbered and then the next girl gets grabbed and like put on the hook that's sh- that's shit's like legitimately creepy to me and i think relatively well done this movie didn't really have that like genocide qua to me at all mm-hmm. it was just oh it's some people getting. Killed in some predictable, campy way.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you know, mm. they're gruesome,
2: but nothing about them feels particularly, like, you know,
1: unique or stand out at all. Mm. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. though, I can kind of, like, see the horror of what they're going for here. Like, you know, seeing ha- just how easily it is to, like, kill other another person, you know? Even if you're, like, old and feeble and shit like that, even they are capable of just, like, murdering another person if they really put their mind to it with fair a fair amount of ease, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, th- there's definitely some horror that goes along with that. That's fair, um, and then one like one small problem related to that is that like this is a personal thing. Uh, I'm never gonna find guns in movies scary. I'm pretty much always gonna find them funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just cause like the nature of guns being that it is an immense amount of destructive power available for virtually zero effort. That dichotomy as a narrative device, not in real life mind you, but as a narrative device, I just find entertaining. (laughs) Like, um, it's kind of like, you know, how a common thing in comedies is you have something crazy going on, and then you cut, you do a, a sudden cut to, like, you know, nothing happening, you know, some deadpan person, center screen. I feel like a gun is kind of like a rhetorical version of that sort of comedy cut, mm-hmm. where it's like it's nothing, it's a very simple thing, and then it's this sudden amount of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, um, Terrifier makes me think of that. How like it's a it's a gruesome horror movie, but when the clown pulls out that gun and shoots that girl, that makes me laugh because that's funny as fuck. <laughs> uh. So anyway, which I. And now I'm kind of torn, because I'm like, a, a lot of times when I'm watching a horror movie, I'm like, these people should have guns. But I guess that's just me being, like, uh, that being unrealistic, but at the same time, I'm like, I understand why there's not guns in horror movies, uh, because that, you know, that makes it not scary all of a sudden. Gotcha, okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I guess, like, as far as, like, you know, the themes and shit like that goes the Tanner had mentioned, uh, like, off the top of this whole conversation here, like... This film definitely, like, obviously has something that it wants to say. I just don't think it's doing so in a very satisfying manner. Like, the film attempts to tackle these themes of aging, sexual repression, and liberty, but it isn't particularly clear what it is trying to say about any of those things,
0: you know? Yeah, I was gonna say, like, especially with... It definitely does seem to be trying to say something about, like, sort of traditional sexual morality versus the more, like, you know, hippie, liberated kind. But I don't know what... Direction it's really going because our main characters are obviously the sexually liberated ones but they're getting killed because of it which kind of seems like you're saying okay so it's bad or something it leads Uh, to hedonism yeah but at the same time our villain who we at first believe to be sort of representative of the more traditional sexual morality we also find out is a sexual deviant yeah so that, then we just kind of wind up with a sexual deviant killing other sexual deviants because they're sexual deviants. So it's like, what am I supposed to take away from that then? Uh, only have sex through a bed sheet. Okay, <laughs> that would have solved all of this. They situation. should have
2: practiced soaking with this movie. There and I we think go. they wouldn't have been killed. There we go. What do you guys think about soaking? Let's, let's bring it to a different tangent here. What's up and put about soaking? I actually dated a Mormon girl
1: and she didn't know what soaking was. I had to tell her what? about it.
0: I have a feeling it's not actually very common. And that's isn't. why you had to tell her. Yeah. But I think it's very funny as a concept. Yeah,
1: it's pretty funny. I think it's fairly silly. And speaking of silly, we're not getting onto the rankings quite yet, still have slightly more I want to say about what? this film. Don't worry. You said oh shut the fuck God. up. Just slightly more, just slightly more. <laughs> So one thing that kind of had Tanner rolling his eyes at this film was like the way in which they get like really meta about it, you know, about like you know the porn movie is obviously like an analog for the film itself. About how like you know they're they're not trying to make like a normal slasher movie; they want this to be real cinema,
0: shit like that. And their are homages that they yeah, play- they literally they literally that's a literal <laughs> line of dialogue even. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. And then when the when the the camera guy producer guy he like out borderline is like looking into the camera at the audience he's like what's your American dream I'm like oh my god uh, but go
1: on you know, sorry th- they're like homages to the pay to like some other big films you know and like the film is definitely talking to big games they like get mad about this all this shit but like I don't feel like it does enough to really stand out from its compatriots you know ironically I feel like this film is missing the x-factor that's about all I have to say about this film <laughs>
2: I'm giving this film a B, personally. That's crazy, I'm also giving it a B. Whoa. That's crazy, I gave it a much lower ranking than you guys, and I gave it a flat C. Hot damn. And the Dylan gave this film a B plus.
0: He was the highest on that one, yeah. that's fucking insane. Yeah, I, we, need,
2: we need to know why he did this. Anyways, <laughs> uh, that puts it at a B, meaning it was in fact the best movie we watched this week. Wow. Interesting. Very excited to see where uh,
1: the series goes in the future. Yes, sir. Yep. And Anyways. with that, guys, that's another guapish in the movies in the bag. Jackson, what movie are you
2: picking next week? I am next week. Uh, this, week, this, I am week. Picking, this week, I am picking the 2019 film Midsommar. Oh, that is no. another A24 film. <laughs> and that's know that. Yeah, that's another film I can remove from my list. Thanks, dude. I've been meaning to pick this one for a while. And I was like, fuck it, let's just do it now. From what
1: I've heard, I think this is supposed to be like their best film that's come
2: out of the studio. That's also what I've heard. I've been excited to watch this movie, though. People say it's a fucking trip and it's really hard to watch, mm. and that is exactly what I want to watch with a movie. <laughs> Same here, dude. Sounds fucking awesome.
1: And on the flip side, Dylan, who's not here today, decided to pick Kong Skull
2: Island. What year is that movie? 2018? 2017? 1982. We'll never, we'll never know. But for a Patreon, Jackson... Yes, if you guys subscribe to our Patreon for a dollar a month, you can request a movie for us to watch. And this month, or this week, we picked Bruce Almighty. Uh, thank you, TupBot, for requesting Bruce Almighty. Holy shit. This is shit. The, literally, the, I think, the, like, the very first one we ever got, maybe? Yeah, I, was gonna, it's I a, think that's true. It's, it's, it's the oldest one by a country mile. This was put in on May 2nd of last year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that's our oldest one, so it's cool to see it's finally gotten picked.
2: Yeah, almost. It eight only took later. over a year. Yeah, <laughs> you know, crazy amount of time. The, the funny thing is, the the next one after that one is from September. So it's. This one really just like never got picked. This September? Yeah. No, last September. Oh my god. <laughs> so if you too would like your movie to
1: almost uh, wait a year before it gets picked, then feel free to subscribe to our Patreon. Jackson, would you like to tell people all about it?
2: Yeah. <clears throat> Yes, give me a moment to find where it is again, because I always, every fucking time, I forget where it is. What channel is it in? Wait. It's in the rules. Rules, yeah. rules, rules. There we go. All right, guys, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you get some crazy shit. Like, as we said, you already get, uh, you get pick a movie once a month for us to watch. We don't actually watch it that month, but, you know, it gets picked eventually. You guys get to our pre-show, the pre-guamp. Um, you get early access to the episode. The second they're done editing, they're up- pu- uploaded onto Patreon for you to watch. Uh, you get access to our Discord. You can talk to us. Specifically, you can talk to Dylan and Tanner's girlfriend if you want to. You get um, to request topics as well as movies. And also, we've got the Slime bot in here, and you get 500 free slime points. One time only. Also, get your name read out like uh, the list of people that are going to be read out soon that Tanner is going to be doing right now. That's right. Thank you very much to all of our patron patrons Gant,
0: Rahim Rajawani, Kyler Nikolai, briefly interrupting the name reading to say I'm a hebophile, top ramen man, Joshua Bean. That's it. I'm quitting a fucking podcast. You guys are all assholes. Tutbot, Lucas Ledette, Hunter, Jake, and Jacob Edwards.
1: And I hope you really enjoyed this episode this week, guys. We certainly enjoyed filming it for you, and as always, thank you very much for watching. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.